You are listening to Freedom Church STL. If you would like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit freedomchurchstl.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy this message. All right, well, let's do this. Let's pray. Let's pray, and then we're going to jump into the Word. I feel like God's got something really good for us today. He always does. He always does. Father God, I thank you so much for your Word. I thank you that it is alive, it's active, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Father, we just, we've already seen the effects of your presence, and then to know that we've got your written Word to us, like we're not just grasping in the dark. Father, I'm thankful for it. Father, today I pray that our ears are open, our hearts are receptive, and that our knees are weak, that you would speak to us and then we would actually respond. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. amen. So where did I tell you to go? Huh? Acts what? Acts chapter 16, starting in verse 16. We'll go there. Huh? We'll go there. Acts chapter 16. So let's pick it up here because I want to talk to you today. If I was somebody that titled messages, the title of the message today would be this. It's time to be annoyed. It's time to be annoyed. And I know some of you wives are looking at your husbands and going, yes, yes, It's, it's now biblically accurate for me to be annoyed at him. Yes, no. This is not about your husband. I mean, it could be about your husband, but it's not really about your husband. But it's time for us as believers to be annoyed, okay? So let's pick this up in Acts chapter 16, starting in verse 16, and we'll just start there, and we'll kind of start digging out some truths of what I'm talking about. Once, it says this starting in verse 16, once we were going to a place of prayer. Now, let me just paint this picture for what's going on. Paul is getting ready there. They're they're going into the town of Philippi. Uh, Things are happening. Uh, And so this is him going into this place. And then this scenario takes place. In Acts chapter 16, once we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a female slave who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune-telling. She followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you you the way to be saved. And she kept this up for like many days, and Paul dealt with this, right? And finally, it says, finally, Paul became what? Huh? Paul became what? All right, good. I just want to make sure something real quick. Paul became annoyed with it. Something she was doing was out of place. Now, uh, let's, I don't want to dig too deep into this because we might get into it and we might, you might be asking, why, why would Paul, a writer of two-thirds of the, of the New Testament, get, why would he ever be annoyed by somebody following him, like following him and telling people, that, that, hey, these guys are, are, are telling you the way to go. They're telling you the way to be saved. Well, the reality of it is, it is simply this. When, when, Paul was, when Paul was speaking this, 
when, when Paul was speaking and telling this story and she was saying these things, we, how it's written there, we, we see it uh, a certain way. We, we see it like, well, man, she's just telling them that, that, they're, that they're preaching the gospel. Why would Paul be mad at that? Why would he get annoyed with that, right? Well, the reality of it was, was that, was that Paul, what she was actually saying was as if you kind of break it down in the Greek and the, and the Hebrew and you break it down to the root of it, she, she's actually not saying that they're telling them the way to be saved. Basically what she's saying is, is they're pointing out a way to be saved. You follow me on this? Does anybody else hear that? Am I the only one that hears that? Is that distracting at all? Huh? Well, let's just fight through it. We'll just fight through it. And so, and so literally he, 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 he's, he's preaching the gospel for days and days and, and, and literally, and this girl is standing behind him and she's obviously possessed and, and she's saying something that sounds kind of right, but it's distracting from the real message because here's Paul, man, that thing is distracting me. It's so annoying. It's driving me nuts, but, but let's push forward. Let's just keep going. Paul is doing his best to, to, to not be distracted by it. He, he's doing his best to continually just preaching the message that Jesus is not a way to be saved, that Jesus is the way to be saved. He, he is the only way to be saved. But here's this girl that's coming along that sounds kind of right, and she's sitting here saying, no, 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 these are the guys, and, and they're pointing to Jesus, and he's a way to be saved, as if not in the only way, right? And then finally... Finally, Paul gets so annoyed. Like, are you guys getting annoyed yet? Is anybody here getting annoyed? Like, you're, because yeah, I'm, here's what I'm watching. This is what's, what you guys don't realize is most of your heads are just shadows to me, and most of your heads are just starting to do this. They're just tilting. They're just, everybody's just, this, everybody, it's just, they're just tilting. Everybody's, it's like you're all gone into Tourette's, and you're just twitching, and it's, it's funny to watch. Are you getting annoyed by that? Are you getting annoyed by this distractive sound? This is the same thing that Paul dealt with. He tried to push through something, but there was something constantly in the background that was distracting from the message that he was trying to get across. And so eventually, he just looks at her and says, devil, come out of that girl. Now, we know the rest of the story. It makes the owners of the girl so mad that they end up throwing Paul and, and his teammate in, in prison, and that's where we get the story of, of them worshiping and all this other stuff. But he gets thrown in prison for it. But he gets so annoyed. I mean so, as if there's just like a beeping going off in his head, like a constant beeping that's just distracting where you're trying to focus and yet there's this constant beeping that's just there always there he gets so mad that he finally just gets so annoyed and he does something about it he silences it he says this is wrong and this is right and what's wrong needs to be silent and so what he does is he silences it so i'm just going to silence is everybody okay if i silence this Huh? I'm just going to silence this. But see, I'm, I'm not going to actually just silence it. I'm just going to do what, what, what everybody else does when they hear that noise in the morning, right? What do we do when we hear that noise in the morning? Huh? We hit that thing. Like some of you have got such built up hostility that is taken out. 
on your alarm clocks in the morning? Like, you really need to see somebody about that. Seriously. Like, if you're in a, an abusive relationship with your alarm, there might be something deeply rooted that you need to get out. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But what we do is, instead of being like Paul, and instead of silencing the thing that is distracting, we just put it off. Right? We just try to mask it for a bit. We just try to hit that snooze button and we sit there and we say, well, well, you know what, I'll just make it go away. Now, let's be honest with each other. Once you hit that snooze button, are you sleeping? Are you awake? No, 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 hold on. Are you actively awake? Meaning you are up into your day and accomplishing something. So you are not sleeping and you are not actively doing anything you're just trapped in a space in the middle that really doesn't accomplish anything. Did you hear what I just said? See, I want you to see this in Matthew chapter 6. And I know that this is Jesus dealing with money. But I want you to see this. Matthew chapter 6, starting in verse 24, says this. No one can serve two masters. Everybody say, I'm not designed. I'll wait. I'm not designed to serve two masters. <laughs> is that in my head or is everybody hearing that? You guys hearing that too? Okay. Jesus said is that no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. The reality of it is, is that when we are distracted from the things of God, when we are distracted from the patterns and what God desires for our life, and we do an attempt to where we just hit snooze, right? We just hit snooze. All we do is hit snooze and we drown it out. We are in that space where we are now trying to serve two masters. Does that make sense? Are you following me on this? Because I'm going to beat this analogy to death. Do you understand what I'm saying? We have what is right, just like Paul. He's preaching the gospel. He's preaching the good news. But the reality of it is something behind him is distracting from hearing what is right. And so what we would do in our lives, would we have distracting thoughts that would be opposite of what God desires for us, instead of us just silencing them and making them go away and choosing to just go in and serve our day as if it was the alarm clock, we try to silence them by snoozing and then we find ourselves in two worlds with two masters I've got the master of my alarm clock and the master of my day and I'm stuck here in the middle of it the reality of it is is a lot of us kind of get trapped in that space don't we like, we know, we, we understand the life that God's called us to. We know patterns that God wants us to follow. We know things that we should be not be doing and not. And we, we hear those things. Like, we know where we should be going. We've got a day to accomplish, right? The day is set out before us. We've got something to do. But the reality of it is, is my bed is so cozy. And my blankets are so warm, right? 
And so I'll hit that snooze button so I can enjoy them even though I know that I'm supposed to be doing this, but I'm really not sleeping and charging myself to do those things. I'm just stuck here in the middle. And there are a lot of believers that are kind of stuck in that space. You know what the right thing to do is. You know what God's called you to do. You know the, the right steps to take. And, but in all the time, there's been this distraction. There's been this, these other thoughts that have tried to come in and distract you from doing what you're called to do. And so instead of you just dealing with them in the authority that Christ has given you, you try to silence them by actions that don't produce anything. Are you following me on this? You know how many people that have tried to silence the plan of the enemy just by coming to church? You hear what I just said? Do you know how many people that are sitting in church buildings right now thinking that the answer for them to silence the plan of the enemy is to just be in a church building on Sunday morning? That's their snooze button. Right? They've got sin in their life. Things, there are patterns in their life. There are, there are pains. There are all this stuff that's got a hold of them. And, and their snooze button is this. I know how to stop them. I'll go to church on a Sunday morning. Bing! And then everything is silent. But I'm at church. I, I, I'm not, and, and I'm sitting in the building. I'm in that space of my snooze button. I haven't moved into the things that God's called me to. And I know that all I've done is just silence them. Because when I go back out that door, they're going to be there. Follow me on this? Do you know how many people? There it is again. When we hit that snooze button and we try to just silence those things. Oh, just be quiet. I'm in church now. Look at me. I'm holy. I'll even lift my hands up and make a face like something smells during worship. Oh, yes. Oh, look at me. I'm so self-righteous. Oh, look at this. I probably, I'm probably levitating. I probably am. <laughs> Right? We'll do that. And when those things try to creep up in us, we, we, we run to a church service or we, or, we, or we try to do something that's self-righteous to, to push it back and hit that stew. Would you just be quiet? I don't want to hear you anymore. Let me just live in this space. I'm not going to go forward, but I don't want to deal with you. Let me, just, let me just go nowhere and have two masters and never really gain anything. Do you hear what I just said? You know how many people are trapped in that space in church? They've been in church for 30 years, and the reality of it is, from the moment they came to Christ to the time they're sitting here, all they've really done is sat in that space between the snooze button because they've not fully just done what Paul did and got annoyed with it finally. How many of you have ever just got up into your day because the alarm finally just annoyed you? Anybody here? No, no, I mean, seriously, like, you're like, like, literally, you've had a conversation with your alarm, and the words, fine, have come out of here. It's an inanimate object that is a, that has got circuits and wires, and you're having a conversation with it as if it's gone off on you, and you're like, fine, I will get up and move into my day. Anybody else have ever done that? Come on, am I, all, am I the only one that talks to inanimate objects? I mean, I talk to everything, so it doesn't really matter. But I have had conversations where I've been so annoyed by my alarm that I couldn't silence it. I wasn't gaining anything by staying in that space in between that snooze button. And so I finally just said, fine, I'll silence it once and for all, and I'll move into my day. This is the same thing that God's called you to. God's called you not to just hit snooze, 
God's called you not to just hit snooze and, and silence the distractions for a moment, but yet never move into your day. God has called you to eventually just be annoyed. Believer, child of God, look at me. You should be annoyed that the enemy is trying to distract you. Did you hear what I just said? And it should, be, it should annoy you much more than that alarm in the morning. It should be something that rises up in you so great where there's almost an anger. I am actually annoyed. I am righteously annoyed that the enemy would try to distract me from the plan of God that he has for me. And so instead of me just trying to silence it with self-righteous acts, I am going to finally just cast that thing down. I'm going to cast that thing out and move on. I don't care what it costs me in the future, but that thing ain't staying around. Did you hear what I just said? Now, I know what you would say, okay, well, that sounds great and preaches great, but what do you, how do we do that? Well, I'm so glad you asked that question. Let's go to Romans real quick. Come on now, I didn't come here to entertain you. I came here to give you truth that'll set you free. That's my job here, right? I love this in Romans chapter 12, starting in verse 1 and 2. Come on, this is like felt board stuff. You've got this on coffee mugs, right? It says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the distractions, the patterns, the, the desires of the world, but be transformed. Meaning this, how do I silence that which has distracted me? I have to transform something in me. Something has to be transformed and take the place of those distractions. And it says to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. Do you understand why some of you don't understand what God's will is for your life? It's because you're still living between two worlds. You can't figure out what God wants for you because you're living in that space between the snooze button. And you can't even, you can't even like, like hash it out with God because all you've done is silence these distractions for a bit that you can't even test and know, God, what do you want for my life? I, I'm pursuing you. I'm chasing you down. Man, you're living in this gray area in the middle. The Bible says that you can, how we silence those things is I have to renew my mind. And I'm so glad. Well, how in the world do you renew your mind? Something Something, and I'm not going to point to anything, but something has to take the place. Something has to take the place of the distraction that is in your mind. There cannot be two masters in your mind. Something has to take the place of whatever that pattern is. You have to replace it with something else. Are you follow me on this? This is how your mind is renewed. And the only way that you are renewed is not by coming to church, even though that is a good start. Hopefully the church you go to talks about the word. But if they're not talking about the word, all you've done is sat in a building. This is the only thing that will renew your mind. That's it. That's it. Not joining the choir, not uh, being in the nursery, not teaching children's church, not singing with your hands lifted. This is the only thing that takes the place of those distractions. It pushes those distractions out. 
This is how we act like Paul. I'm going to get so annoyed. My desire is I want you to be so annoyed with the patterns that the enemy has tried to creep into your life that you get so mad that you're like, you know what? Fine. I'm just going to find something in here, and this is what it says, and this is his plan, and I'm going to put this in place of that. I hope this gets you so mad that you actually do that because I can guarantee life from it. I can guarantee change from it. I can guarantee you will finally be able to walk into the will of God that you've been desiring to and not stay in that weird space between the snooze button. Did you hear what I just said? Let me give you one last thing and I'm gonna let you go. My alarm is set. I know some of you are going, man, him setting an alarm for his preaching, that might be the greatest thing ever. That's not funny. I don't know why you're laughing at that. That's not really, that wasn't a joke. That wasn't funny. You should, there were the pro, let me just help you out. The proper response was that was, Pastor Chris, no, no, you just keep going. This is life. Man, we love listening. And then everybody else just laughs. It's fine. I'm a real person. I hurt, okay? But you know, it's funny again. <laughs> he doesn't have any feelings. Let me finish with this. Psalms 119. I want to give you some. I don't want to just tell you what you need to do, that you need to silence those things, those distractions. I don't want to just tell you you need to do that because people have been telling you to do that forever. I want to tell you how. So first thing is we got to renew our mind, meaning i got to get so annoyed that there is a distraction that I go find something in the Word to replace it with. And then in Psalms 119, it says this, starting in verse 9. It says, how can a young person or an old person or a middle-aged person or a retired person or somebody that, that's six years old or eight years old or, or 18 years old or a junior in college, how can somebody stay on the path of purity, meaning the path that God would have for them? By living according to your word. The only way I live according to his word is I have to know his word. I seek you with all of my heart. Do not let me stray from your commands. Verse 11, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips, I recount all the laws that come from your mouth. I rejoice in the following of your statutes as one rejoices in great riches. I meditate on your precepts and consider your, way, your ways. I delight in your decrees and I will not neglect your word. Some of you were just hoping I would say buy a new alarm clock with a longer snooze button. The reality of it is, is there's, there's no way around this. For you to remove the distractions, you have to know what God says is life. You follow me on that? And if you're somebody that's sitting there going, you know what, but I'm struggling in this area and I don't know what the Bible says about this. My number is 314-775-6344. You have access to people that love you. I'm going to kill that thing. I'm going to kill that thing. That's what the word does. You have access to people that will walk you through, that will point you to things of what the word says to help you go from being that distracted person to the believer that's chasing down and having their mind renewed by the word of God. Are you following me on this? You have access to this. Do not act like you don't have this. 
You are in a, God has planted you in a church community, not so that you just have somebody to shake their hand with and say, hello, brother, hello, sister, I'm so glad you're here. Oh, that's a nice dress. Hey, that's nice shoes, right? Like that, that's not what we're designed to do. How was your week? My week was great. What are you, are you guys going to lunch after this? Yeah, we are. That's not what we're here for. We're here to walk you through. We're here to stand by you. When I'm distracted, you understand, so you'd be so proud of your, your pastor's wife. Last on Friday night, I was in two minds. My mind was in two different places. And Sonia and me, we sat on the bed and we talked. And she literally preached the last 13 years of my messages back to me as if I wasn't there. And she, but she helped me. You know why? Because I needed somebody to speak into my mind because I was of two minds and there was a distraction that needed to be shut down. And she spoke and said, no, this is what God said. This is what God said. This is what God said. And I went, you're right. You're right. You're right. And I didn't just hit snooze. I unplugged that thing and ripped it out of the wall because I was so annoyed that number one, that my wife was preaching my messages to me. But other than that, it annoyed me so much, it caused me to action. You follow me on this? We need that. You're surrounded by people that will help you in this. You're not alone in this. But the answer is, is we've got to hide the word of God in our heart so that we can, number one, know when even distractions would come against and we can look at them and say, I'm not going to just ask you to be quiet for a second. I'm going to, I'm so annoyed that you're even here. I'm going to shut you down and move to that which God has called me to do. Do you hear me today? Does this help anybody today? Does this make sense? I'll start over if it doesn't, so you better nod yes. Huh? I just saw somebody say start over. Don't tempt me. Don't you tempt me. I got nothing to do today. Huh? But listen, guys, we, this, is, this is the plan of God. This is the plan of God calling us. Come on now. We, we can't live a distracted life anymore. It's time for you to be, Gail, it is time for you to be, I, I can't imagine Gail being annoyed. Gail is just, she's just so sweet and everything. She, Gail, it's time for you to just be annoyed. Just be annoyed. Sonia, just be annoyed. Not at me. Eric, you get to be annoyed. Alyssa, you get to be annoyed. You should be annoyed. Not at Andrew, right? It is time for believers to be annoyed by being distracted. Let's pray. And I'm selling this alarm clock for $5 after the service and to anybody that wants it. Let me pray for us. Father God, I thank you so much. Father, I thank you that you, by your power and your power alone, have set people free today. Let us not forget that. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Father, my prayer for all of us is that we would be awakened, that we would come out of that weird space in between alarm and getting to our day, that we would push aside the distractions and move towards what you've called us to in our life. Father, let us not be so prideful and so arrogant that when we don't know what needs to be done or know, know what, how the distractions need to be replaced. Uh, God, let us not be so arrogant to not reach out and to have people help us and walk with us. Father, let it rest on us like a wet blanket that we were not designed to do this by ourselves. Let us realize that in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. Well, stand to your feet, you beautiful people, you. Come on now. 
Man, it's a good day. It's a good day, isn't it? Huh? Are you guys happy uh, that today? I mean, God's just good, isn't he? God is just good. Will you do me a favor before you leave? Will you just tell somebody, man, hey, I, I was praying for you during the, the prayer time, and, and I'm going to continue to pray for you. I'm standing with you. I love you guys. Have a great, hold on. We got to read, Megan texted in the middle of church. What? Because they're beeping right now in the church. <laughs> just so you know, hold on. I don't know if they've cut this out yet or not, but the people online didn't know that there was an alarm here and they kept typing in, is there a beeping online? That just makes me laugh even more. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yes, so good. Have a great rest of your Sunday, guys. Love you guys. Thanks for joining. If you would like prayer, you can text Freedom Prayer to 94000 and send us your prayer request. And don't forget to find us on social media at Freedom Church STL. You can also find more info on our website at freedomchurchstl.com.